All right, Hebrews chapter 11, Hall of Fame of Faith. I'm looking forward to preaching through this chapter. And uh, I think we need faith more than we need anything right now. And faith in God. And a lot of people are losing faith in each other, faith in leadership. But thank God for the Lord's, the object of our faith. And he wavers not. I'm surprised somebody didn't want to sit in the choir. Amen. That's about the only seats we got left is in the choir. But nobody wants to sit in the choir. I mean, why don't he put Brother Randy up there? Amen. But after vacation, he'd probably fall asleep and embarrass us all. Amen. But anyway, uh, Hebrews chapter 11. I'm trying to get some of y'all to smile. Uh, and it's not easy, I guess. But um, I'm going to preach something unusual tonight, today. I'm going to preach the same passage I preached last week. And uh, maybe get to a few verses. The Bible is like a gold mine. Uh, I mean, I don't know how many thousands of verses. Uh, I mean, thousands of messages have been preached out of Hebrews 11. Probably millions and millions. And I think I can take one verse and preach it for a, for a, for a month. Uh, D.L. Moody once preached on John 3.16, the verse that we need to put in the streets, by the way. Uh, God, not how much you love God, but how much God loves you. And God loves everyone. Amen. And God loves this nation and what we stand for, even our history. But I want you to know this, folks, His love never changes. There's a lot of people who have fickle love, and they, it changes and changes, and it's fickle with the wind. But God never stops loving you, and we ought to never stop following Him and believing in God. I want to preach a message entitled, The Journey of Faith. Now, i got 13 points. No poems, but one map. This is the first time I've ever used a map in my preaching. I thought I'd go to the maps and the table of contents and preach it for a while. Amen. Preach everything else. But um, don't panic. Don't fret because I'm going to continue it tonight. And all God's people said, Amen. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just preach as long as we want to or as long as you can listen and then um, as long as God wants to. And then we'll get right to uh, the message tonight. So please tune in. I know it's hard. Uh, I was watching the kids watch the Sunday school lesson this morning. I got four of my grandchildren up with me, and some of them hadn't been out of the house in three months, so they're rejoicing, even if they have to sit on the front row. I mean, three months. Uh, Abby said, I think I've been in prison for three months. And I said, you know, all this quarantine down there in Atlanta. And uh, we ought to pray for Brother Austin. He was so weak yesterday that he could not do physical therapy. He could not move. Now, you imagine staying in bed for 21 days. Some of you ladies would love that, wouldn't you? But, I mean, just stay there for 21 days. And I used to say, when I get old, I'm going to sleep as long as I want to. About 6.30, I can't sleep anymore. Can you? Amen. You hurt here, you hurt there, your back hurts, your head hurts, uh, your snore hurts, everything hurts. But um, can you imagine what Brother Austin's going through? So I want you to really pray for him because... Uh, they tried physical therapy just for him to move and get up and walk. Couldn't do it. And so they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna put him through it today. And I know these nurses, amen for you nurses over here. God bless you for what you've been through the last three months. Uh, they'll get you up and they'll move you because that's life. There's life in the movement, amen, uh, moving these muscles. So please pray for him. And I don't want to emphasize that over anybody. I got a young friend, Noah Combs, who's who's running a very high fever and can't breathe up in Chattanooga right now. He's the grandson of one of our missionaries. So uh, there's a lot of, lot of stuff going on. Y'all need to be careful. And that's why we're doing all this that some of you don't like, 
but I'm sorry, I have to do what keeps this church open. And I have to do what protects you. And so uh, just, just, just help us pray and help us to be compliant and help us to do what we need to do to keep these churches. I know four churches that would love to meet this morning, they can't because they were a little lax on the fellowship and uh, there's 40, 30, 20 folks in their church down with it. And so we're going to do this until I feel led not to do it, okay? And so if you don't like it, I don't like it. So I'll join you. I'll pout with you, praise God. I don't like it. But, uh, you know, I'm a hugger. Uh, well, not really, but I'm a handshaker, amen, and hug my wife. The other day I was, uh, uh, my granddaughter, Emily, wrote me a sweet letter about something, and I said, thank you, hun. And my wife was looking at my phone the other day, and she says, and it was just a number, you know, she said, who in the world was you calling hun? I said, Emily. She said, okay, good, that's all right, amen. <laughs> I embarrassed her on the front row, praise God. So I don't, I don't call anybody hun except my wife and my granddaughter, Emily. Amen, she's 18 uh, now and just gra graduated from high school. That's amazing. All right, let's stand on the Word of God, verse 8. But verse 8, how many glad to be here say amen? amen? I'm glad to be anywhere at my age. Thank you for the birthday present. Uh, I think I'm going to buy another suit with it. Amen. Thank God I wear out suits like I wear Bibles from the inside out. Look at verse 8. The Bible says, by faith. Would you all repeat those two words with me? By faith. Say it one more time. I didn't hear you. By faith. Abraham, when he was called to go out, I like that, unto a place which he should have to receive for inheritance, obeyed, underline that, praise God, highlight it, do something, and he went out not knowing whether he went. And by faith he sojourned in the land of promise, in a strange country, dwelling in the tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him in the same, of the same promise. For he looked for a city. How many looked for a city? Say amen. Heaven's going to be wonderful. Which has foundations whose builder and maker is God. And through faith also Sarah received, herself received strength, conceived seed, and was delivered of a child when he was past age because the, he judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one of him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the skies in multitude, and as the sands which is by the seashore innumerable. And these all died in faith, not having received the promises but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly, they seek a country. Let's read verse 15. It says, And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country. Amen. That is, a heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. You may be seated as I pray. Father, thank you for the great attendance that this morning. Sure is encouraging to see so many folks that we love and appreciate. Lord, I pray that you'd bless uh, their families, their homes. God, the future generation to come up <clears throat> like Jacob and Isaac and be men of faith, ladies of faith. God, increase our faith as we preach. 
God help us to speak, Thus saith the Lord, without apologies, but with a whole lot of compassion for those that are living by feelings, by focus, by financial, by uh, finagling, and all kinds of works when they need to live by faith. So, Lord, increase our faith is our prayer as we go on this journey with Abraham. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says in Philippians 3.20 that our conversation is in heaven. And that word means citizenship. You know, I'm glad, <clears throat> and recently I'm so glad as I watch the news that I don't belong to this country. I don't belong to this world. That I'm a pilgrim passing through. I'm on a journey. And folks, we ought to be distinctively different. We ought to love different. We ought to live different. And we ought to believe different. And folks, there's a lot of people that's believing there is no hope. And they're believing they have a war against their fellow man and all kinds of junk going on. And there is violence and there is murder and there is injustice. But I want to tell you something, folks. There is a God that we need to turn to during this time. And I believe that through every problem, pandemic, riots in the street, a lot of politics get behind it. But I want to tell you something, over all of it is a spiritual lesson. And over all of it is a spiritual battle. And the devil would love to devour your faith. He's after your faith. If you don't believe it, ask old, um, <clears throat> um, ask old Peter in Luke chapter 22 when Jesus said, I prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. Folks, the battle is our faith. The battle is in our heart towards God. And folks, there's a real battle. If there's one thing the devil would love to devour in your life is your faith in God, your faith in the Word, your faith in His blessed promises. And folks, we need to get on a journey. We need to be a pilgrim passing through and we need to take this journey as I preached on Sunday morning and Sunday night. We need to take it seriously. And we need to take it fervently in our hearts. I want you to see, first of all, uh, Brother Cody's got it all by himself. I'm praying for him. Amen. Sound, the whole works. He's got the whole thing. I asked if he needed help, and he said, no, I'd rather do it myself. But anyway, uh, look, at, look at verse 8. The Bible says uh, that he, he said, the Bible said, Abraham, when, when he was called to go out. I want you to circle the word, the two words, go out. He was called to go out. I think, folks, Abraham went out. And I'll tell you what he left. Uruk-Kaldi, southern Iraq. I'll show you where that is on the map in just a minute. Uh, he was called to go out of idolatry. Say amen. And the Bible says in Genesis that he was saved by faith in the grace of God. Amen. That's the only way you can be saved. But Genesis 15 verse 6 says, and he, and he believed in the Lord and it counted to him for righteousness. Folks, it wasn't works. Folks, it's by faith that you're saved. That's why we got the Word of God. We're trying to get it out to this lost and dying world. Somebody sent us a thousand uh, John and Romans. I can't wait to give those out. Amen. Everybody ought to take them on visitation. We ought to put them in the prisons. We ought to go with this, with the Gospel of, of John and the, and, and, the, and the book of Romans and let them read it and meditate on it and see how they'll be saved, folks. And only by faith are you saved. So Abraham went out. Abraham was called to go out. Uh, God promotes separation from evil. Amen. Lustful world we live in. We need to separate from prideful, uh, self-sufficient living. Oh, this attitude is I don't need God. 
Somebody sent me a picture about uh, some in these rioters, and it's so sad, all this energy wasted when we ought to be uh, hitting the world with the gospel. Say amen. And I want to tell you something. Pray for our missionaries. Brother Jeremy was preaching a tough message this morning. He's listening now on the, the right fight, the wrong fight. And it was on the fight of faith. And folks, there's a lot of uh, things going on down there that is out of control, just like in the United States of America. But we need to separate ourselves from this self-sufficiency. But this lady, this girl, young teenager, was, was holding a sign, I'm going to hell and I'm proud of it. Now that's something to politi I mean, campaign about. God help her. And folks, that's the attitude today is I don't need God. I don't need anybody else. I'll stand for all my rights. And folks, I'm going to tell you something. We need to realize that faith does not fraternize with unbelief. Hey, folks, listen. He came out. There's a purity of faith. I'm glad that I have a pure faith in the Word of God, that the Word of God is a pillar and grounds which I stand on and which this church was built on. Amen. Good lesson this morning on what the real church is about. Miss Rebecca, this morning to the children. Then I see not only the purity of faith, but I see the price of faith. In Genesis chapter 15, I read verse 6. I should have stayed there. But verse 7 says something interesting too. It says in Genesis chapter 15, verse 7, And he said unto him, that's Abraham, He says, I am the Lord that brought thee out of the year of Chaldees to give you this land to inherit it. Say amen right there. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. Anything you got that's good is from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Amen. Your health, your breath. Uh, folks, you, you're able to go to work uh, tomorrow. It's the grace of God. And folks, he was a long ways from Europe, Chaldees, uh, to Canaan. Uh, it's over 600 miles. Put the map up, brother. Uh, never done this in my life. But that's a long trip. I'm going to tell you why it's a long trip. Because it had to make it on foot. I'd like to find out who the sandal company is in that day. Praise God. Amen. I wonder, man, those things must have been good. I wear them out. I wear sandals for house shoes because of my feet prop. Y'all don't want to hear all that. But anyway, you know, and, and you know, I'm just saying, sandals wear out. I mean, they, I went out cooking out the other morning, burnt, burnt some of them up from the sold up. Amen. I stepped on some coals. Amen. Glad I had the sandals on. But I want to tell you something. Not only were they walking, they were on camelback. Now, some of y'all complain about your, your upholstery coming loose on your Chevrolet. How would you like to ride over 600 miles from southern Iraq to now present Israel on a camel? Folks, there is a price to pay for faith. It wasn't easy to take that trip. And then he had his wife, and you know she was on the uh, she was in the back seat of that camel trying to direct traffic. <laughs> Amen. She's a back seat camel driver. Praise God. But anyway, you know, and uh, uh, it's a long way from home. And traveling back then, were it was treacherous and, and, and very difficult. And probably had herds of cattle with him and herds of sheep. The price of faith is not cheap. It'll cost you something. Amen. And I want to tell you something. It cost our forefathers. That's why I believe in our history. Thank God. And we can learn from it, even the mistakes of it. Praise God. I ain't going to get political. Some of y'all really nervous about that. But I want to tell you this, friend. Thank God for the history of our nation was that we were established for religious freedom. Amen. And praise God. Nobody tells us how to worship. And thank the Lord we need to be uh, wise in, in some things, but thank God, friend, we are an independent, fundamental Baptist church 
that is directed by the under shepherd, but we're directed by the upper shepherd, God's in charge. Amen? This is a theocracy. It's not a democracy around here. We do what God says. And you need to trust me. And if you don't trust me, you need to get another pastor or get another church. Because I'm going to tell you something, folks. God has called me to lead this flock. I take it very serious, and as I preach Wednesday, I, I, I take it humbly. That's a humble experience when you're a pastor of a church. Try it sometime. Hey, it's a humble experience to be a mama. Come on, try to raise a teenager. Hey, it's a humble experience to be a daddy. How about that, daddy? We'll, we'll, we'll major on you next week a little bit. Father's Day. But I want to tell you something, friend, all by faith, all by faith, the price of faith, it'll cost you. It'll cost you some conveniences. It'll cost you some popularity. It'll, it'll cost you some, hey, friend, I thank God for our missionaries. Brother Jeremy, he's been over there in solitary confinement, and he's finally had about eight or nine Bible studies, and God bless Rebecca's submissiveness to it. But I want to tell you something, folks, it's dangerous over there. I mean, there's riots in the street. There have been riots in the street over a lot of things for a long time in South Africa. And I want to tell you this, friend, God help our missionaries as they face the Muslim oppression. And folks, they risk their lives and put their, you know, we ought to pray more for our missionaries than we ever before because they pay the price. Amen. Praise the Lord. We need to pray for our missionaries. I thank God we're a missionary Baptist church, not by name only, but by practice. We've got a lot of missionaries. And folks, I want to tell you something. Every one of them need our prayer support. The price of faith. Many have given their lives for faith given their lives for the gospel. Many people have given their lives to take the gospel around the world, and sometimes we don't pray for them like we ought to. By faith, they've left their country, and by faith, they've left the convenience of the United States, and I admire them, and they're my heroes, missionaries. Amen. And then I see the patience of faith, the patience of faith. In verse 8, the Bible says this. It says, and after, after. I don't know how many years it took him to travel over 600 miles by foot and by camelback. Can you imagine? I just can't imagine. I couldn't even get up on one of those things. And I'll tell you something. The last time I rode a horse was in South Georgia, and that crazy thing blew up when I put the saddle on it, and then it blew out when I started riding it, and then I went sideways, got my foot hung in the stirrup. Is it called the stirrup, you cowboys? The stirrup, yeah. And it drug me across the pasture. I mean, it drug me through cow patties. It drug me through, it, it was awful now. I mean, it drug me through briars and branches. When I, got, when I got out of that stirrup, I didn't get off the horse. I got off the horse prematurely. I said, I'll never ride another the rest of my life. My wife loves them. She'd like to go horseback riding right now. Can you imagine that? I told her, go ahead. Uh, matter of fact, I'll follow her in the Toyota. Amen. But I'll say this, friend. Thank God. Thank God for the patience afterward. Years, probably. Months, I know. To get 600 miles. And they said, some of us historian I was reading said that it was probably over 1,500 miles his total uh, trips because he went back to Egypt and all that. And they traced it on the little maps, you know, with little lines. And that's good. But folks, Abraham had to wait for divine blessing. Folks, waiting is hard. Faith is patient. Faith is very patient. 
And I don't know about you, but I hope some of y'all have grown in your patience during this time. Have you? Have you grown through this time? Why waste it? Praise God, it's bad enough as it is. I hate this stuff. I mean, all this get guidelines and uh, all this sickness. I mean, I have some of the dearest friends of my life. Uh, Abby's father, Stephen, just came out of a terrible sickness. Days and days and days. And boy, now he just won't stop praising God. He's just talking and excited. And he used to never talk to anyone except his daughter. And man, he's, he can't stop talking. He can't stop praising God. I said, hallelujah, that's good, Stephen. And I mean, friend, I am so sorry for people that's losing it during this time. He went into a dark valley, a dark, dark hole in his life during this time. He tried to help a church, and the church just, just said, no, I don't have anything to do with you. And now, Brother Nathan, I fear for the future of that church because they don't remember the, the pastor that sacrificed his health and sacrificed days to keep it going. I fear for him. I fear for him. But I want to say this, friend. Faith is patient. It's patient with others. It's patient, patient, patient. Turn to Romans chapter 5. I could preach on patience tonight. We could all say, oh me. Amen. How many need to grow in patience? Raise your hand. Don't pray for it. Job did that. No. <laughs> but Romans chapter 5, I love this verse. It says, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. How many have the peace of God on your life? I wouldn't trade it for anything, would you? Amen. I ain't gonna fall apart. I'm I'm gonna just I'm gonna fall on Jesus. Ask him to help me. If it wasn't for God, I'd fall apart. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen to this. By whom we have access by faith. Hey, you can pray anytime, be in his presence anytime. You don't even need this church building. You just need to pray. You need to seek God. I'm glad you come because it sure is encouraging. The next people walk in, put them in the choir. But look at this, it says, And by whom we also have access by faith unto the grace wherein stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Listen to this, And not only so, but we glory in tribulation. How many is glorying in tribulation? Okay, amen. Not many people smiling. Amen. Are you glorying in this? Praise God. You nurses, God bless you. Some people can't wear a mask for 30 minutes. Y'all have to wear it 24-7. Good night. God bless you for your patience and for your being on the front line to help these people live. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also knowing that tribulation worketh what? Patience. Well, this is in patience, experience, and experience, hope. But it's not the bottom line. Look at verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. Did you hear that? Tribulation worketh patience. Patience, hope, and hope causes the love of God to flow through your life. That's what I want, don't you? I just want to be more like Jesus through this junk, through this time, through this trial. Whatever you believe in it, all the different opinions, I've heard them all, and I definitely don't want to hear them again, but I want to tell you this, friend. I know that one thing, God has allowed this to give us patience by faith. Love by faith. Praise God. 
I mean tribulation, worketh patience, patience, hope, and folks, most important of all, we should not leave our, lose our hope. We're on a journey. We're a pilgrim. We're passing through. We're strangers, but we're not just strangers. We're ambassadors and witnesses of the hope, the hope that we have in Christ. Amen. My hope is built on nothing less, Brother Randy, than his righteousness. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Folks, this world is literally falling apart. The craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. I think last night it broke out in Dalton. God help us. And I want to tell you something, friend. Help, help us cling to Jesus is, should be our prayer. God, may we fall on our faces. May some preacher get out there and preach, God loves all of you. Thought about doing it. Wife wouldn't let me out of the house. No, but uh, you know, thank God, we need we need some patience, Holy Ghost patience. But folks, that patience comes through faith. Can you imagine traveling six hundred miles, camelback, sandal, sandal uh, sandals on your feet in the sand in the desert with a bunch of uh, sheep and cattle and a bunch of uh, family and folks for days and months, maybe a year. Folks, there's a price of faith, but there's a patience of faith after. Look at the word after. I'm just trying to take every word in this passage. I'm preaching not only verse by verse, I'm preaching word by word. I feel good about it. I don't know about y'all. Amen. Didn't y'all come to hear the word? Say amen. Not Wayne Cofield's word. God help me. And then I see the promise of faith. Brother uh, Cody, you're doing a good job back there by yourself. The promise of faith. He received for inheritance. Look at it. Verse, we're still in 8. It says, And to a place which he should after patience receive for inheritance. Receive for inheritance. Oh, folks, there's a promise. And that promise is this. God is going to keep his promise. Say amen. Hey, a bunch of liars in this world. Say amen. Boy, that's a bunch of liars. I can start naming them, but I'm not going to name them. Maybe you've told a lie before. You know, just a little one. But I want to say this, friend. God's never lied. He never will. And he said he'd never leave you or forsake you. Do you believe that promise? I believe it. Folks, he is here. Hallelujah. And folks, he is able. And folks, the best promises are God's promises because he said he would inherit the land. That kept, that kept Moses. That kept Abraham moving. That kept Abraham Focus that kept Abraham patient, that kept Abraham uh, lifted up and encouraged. Why? Not in others, but in God. Have faith in God. And folks, keep on the journey, stay on the course, and believe his promises and receive his promises by faith. You need to believe God. In these last days, we need to believe that he's able and that he is coming. And he can use all this stuff. He's allowed it. He's overall. Y'all believe God's God. And he's, he's allowed it for a reason. I think tribulation worketh patience. Boy, I'm getting unconviction right now. Let's have an altar call and just forget this. Amen. Patience. And then I see the practice of faith. Verse 8. It says he received for inheritance and obeyed. Obeyed. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. And I want to say this, friend. You can say you have faith, 
But you need to show your faith, as James chapter 2, by your works. And folks, you're not saved by uh, working faith. You're, you're saved, and then you have faith that works. Amen. I mean, if you're saved, you want to come to church. You're saved, you want to listen at home. If you're saved, you want to read your Bible. You're saved, you want to please God. And the only way to please God, verse 6, is by faith. This young man got assurance of salvation last Sunday morning. And folks, I want to tell you something. This is the greatest journey he's ever uh, embarked on, and that's the journey of faith. I'm glad I don't live by my feelings. If I live by my feelings, I, just, I, do, I get depressed half the time. I'm a very emotional person. If I live by my feelings, I, I, I know I wouldn't be pastoring this church. I, I'd already quit. Because I'm going to tell you something, folks. One of the greatest challenges of my life as a pastor of church. <sighs> Faith obeys divine commandments. And they are divine. And unbelief is the root of all disobedience. Folks, anytime you try to substitute other things for God, you're saying, God, you're not sufficient. God, you're not able. You're not good enough. You won't bless me enough. I want to tell you something. You don't need the world. You don't need the devil. And you don't need the flesh. All you need is God. Amen. Have faith. And folks, faith, the practice of it is obedience. Then I see the perplexity of the faith. The perplexity of faith. I believe this is a very timely message, by the way. That's why I'm so excited about it. If I don't get excited about my preaching, you sure aren't. If, I don't get, if, I don't, if I'm not interested in my preaching, I know you won't be. I'm very interested in this next point, the perplexity of faith. Look at it. The Bible says, By faith, when he was called to go out to a place which he should after receive inheritance, obeyed. But listen to this. And he went out, not knowing whether he went not knowing whether he went. Glory to God. What a wife Abraham must have had. He went on a trip, and she looked at him and said, where are we going? She said, I don't know. He said, how are we going to get there? She said, I don't know how we're going to do that either. Well, when are we going to get there? You know, you always want to know when you get there. You know, the time I get out of the driveway, when my kids were little, they said, are we there yet? I said, no, hush. I said a little kinder than that because my wife was sitting next to me. But I want to say this, friend. Folks, listen, we are not there yet, but Abraham, he didn't even know where there was, but he obeyed. Put yourself in his sandals. Amen? Put yourself on his camel back. So you lay said, I'd rather not. Folks, it's perplexed, not knowing. Isn't this the most perplexing days? If you would have predicted that when we started this year, 2020, with the theme, A Greater Vision of God, that all this would happen for us to get a greater vision of God, I would have said, this, you've got to be kidding. I mean, I pastored 42 years. I've been in full-time ministry 46 years, and I ain't never seen anything like this. And I've never seen anything confuse my mind as much as this. And folks, I want to tell you something. When I get confused, I just have to turn over to Jesus and say, Lord, you got to handle this. I don't know the answers. We need to walk by faith day by day. There it is. Hey, Abraham obeyed. He got on that camel. He got that whole family together, and he started off. and didn't know where he was going. 
He said, God will let us know when we get there. He didn't know, he knew it was a promised land, but he didn't know it was the promised land of Cana or Israel. He was in southern Iraq worshiping the moon. He was a heathen. Thank God he obeyed, even when it was perplexing. We walk in the light that God provides. Say amen. God will only illuminate the road well enough for you to travel and you to step out in. He never shows you the entire road. He never shows you the whole journey. Hey, friend, 42 years ago, if he'd, told, if he'd have showed me these first six months, I'd have never got into this. I said, nope, I'll go back to the business world. Nope, I'll go back to being an assistant pastor where I can blame everything on the pastor. Say amen, Jason. I'll just go, I'll just, you know, the buck stops here. I would have said, nope, it ain't going to stop here. Uh-uh, I ain't getting into this. But you know what? God didn't show me all the problems. And I'll tell you something. God didn't show me all the potential. God didn't show me all the blessings. He just showed me day by day what a great God he is. I won't tell you what to take the pressure off life. Live by faith day by day. Gordon Carpenter preached that tremendous message that I preached 1,700 times, I guess, on how to know the will of God. Seven times in the Bible is mentioned. If you have a funny Bible, you won't find it. But if you have a King James Bible, it's in there seven times, day by day. He worshiped day by day. He obeyed day by day. He resisted temptation, Joseph did, day by day. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians that he will yield to the Spirit of God day by day. That sums it up. That relieves the pressure. That relieves the stress is that we just live day by day. You say, that's not, that's not what I do. I have to look down the line, look down the future, and that's when you get depressed. I know you need to plan ahead, but I want to say this, friend. God illuminates just enough for you to walk in, and if you don't walk in it, why would he show you any more? Say Amen. Why would he dare trust you with the future if you're not going to be obedient today, tomorrow, the next day, the next week, day by day, moment by moment? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So find your orders from God and start stepping in it. Say amen. Not stepping out of it. Yesterday I saw Brother Chris thanks to Brother Kevin, took a picture of him. He was six foot distance from these little old boys and they were backed up against their house and they were hearing the word of God because we can't bring them in because of this crazy stuff. But folks, I want to tell you something. God, faith finds a way. Love finds a way. And I want to tell you something. That young man back there that just turned none of your business I guarantee you this, I guarantee this, he'd be the most depressed person during this pandemic in this room. But now he loves those kids. Now he has a ministry to take the word of God. And if we can't bring it to him, let's go take it to him. Socially distant, masked, whatever you want to, wash your hands seven times, I don't care. But I want to tell you something, friend, those precious kids need the gospel. Those precious kids need to know that somebody still loves them. Get a phone, get a phone and pick it up and talk to them. You won't catch it over the phone. 
But how many's called your Sunday school class? How many's called your bus route? How many's how many's uh, wrote a card? You won't. Hey, listen, it won't be transmitted by the card either. I hope. Praise God. I hope. Mm, folks, love finds a way, but faith finds a way. Faith finds a way. It's perplexing. You know, it'd be the craziest thing in the world if tonight I said, I'm going to Chattanooga. And I went out there and I jumped in my Toyota. No, it's in Ohio. I lent it out to a missionary. My son-in-law is more than a missionary. But if I went out there and jumped in that red truck, and one, one headlight goes up, one headlight goes down. I ain't figured that out yet. And you mechanics would like to fix it. Help yourself. But, uh, and I said, I ain't moving. I'm not moving, Brother Randy, until that light hits Brainerd Road. I'd still be sitting out there in the car, in the truck, little red truck, Pappy's truck. I'll never trade that truck. That's Pappy's truck. <laughs> I've wanted to trade it. Said, nope, we're going to keep that truck. They said, I got a solution. Give it to Stephen. <laughs> It'll still be in the family. Let him run it. But anyway. That'd be crazy. But some people like that. Well, I'm not going to move until I see the whole divine plan of God for my life. Folks, listen, you'll never get to South Africa or South America or South Georgia on your mission trip unless you're willing to go one step, one day, one soul, and love those souls that God has entrusted you with around you. When God came in my office and said, I feel led to go to... South Egypt or somewhere. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. How many souls you won the last year? Do you teach a Sunday school class? Are you faced? I ain't got time for all that stuff, preacher. I'm a missionary to South Egypt. I said, I ain't got time for you either because you ain't going to be a missionary here. You won't be a missionary there. You say, man, I'm glad I didn't come in that office. But I want to say this, friend. Folks, God help us to still live by faith when we don't see the whole way. I don't see the whole answer to this thing, do you? I don't know. I don't see the future. And if I worry about the fall and the second wave and all this stuff, I will be paralyzed with fear. I'm just going to live by faith today. I'm going to step out by faith today. Not foolishness, but faith. It's perplexing times, isn't it? It's perilous times. It's only perplexing. It's perilous. I mean, folks, truth's falling in the street. And I want to tell you something. What we need, instead of yelling across the street at each other and slinging flags at each other, what we need is to get in church and pray together. Amen. Say amen right there. He's like, no, I ain't for that. I believe we ought to get out there and have some violence. Well, I'll tell you what we need to do. We need to get in church and have some love. Amen. amen. Oh, folks, listen, the world's falling apart, and they think they got the answer, and the louder they get, the more confused they are. What we need is fall on our knees and say, God, forgive us for all the injustice. Forgive us and help us. But, God, we know that you're just. You're pure. You're loving. You're God. We're just going to trust you. And I want to tell you something, we can find some common ground with any person that's saved. I want to tell you what's wrong with this crowd today that's looting and polluting and acting like heathens and criminals. They're not saved. Folks, the world needs Jesus. And folks, the world needs to realize the problem of the world is sin. Not socialism, not politics, 
I know all that can get involved in it, but sin, and the only solution to sin is live by faith. It's perplexing times. Then let me just say real quick, I'll close with this one. You'll come back tonight. I mean, if you'll listen tonight. I see in verse 9, the prudence of faith or wisdom of faith. Look at verse 9. And by faith he sojourned in the land of promise. The land of promise. Now I won't close by saying this because my time is up because I'll, I'll try to keep you all briefly when you have to wrestle with four kids. Mamie's tired of wrestling with these four kids on the front row here. But anyway, uh, so I'm trying to be brief. I'm trying to. But I want to tell you something. The only place to live is in the presence of His divine promises. Amen, Brother Jack. You ought to quote your verse right now. Amen. And His presence is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. But the Bible says it's impossible to please God except by what? Faith. So you'll never be in His presence unless you walk by faith. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith. Not faith in faith, not faith in others. Faith in God. And faith in His promises. They sojourned in the land of what? Promises. The land of promise. They had God's Word on it. Many of us like the dens of injustice and we like the dens of sinful pleasures. They're only temporary, and they'll trap you. Sin will keep you a lot longer than you ever thought it would. It'll hurt you and your family a whole lot more than you ever thought it would. Listen to me, teenager. You want to live for sin in this world? You want to be popular in the eyes of the world? You're going down. And I want to tell you something. The worst enslavement, as I've already said, and got a lot of y'all nervous, I can tell. The worst enslavement is out of the will of God and enslaved to the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and as I preached against Wednesday, the pride of life. I ain't got this. You ain't got it either. Pardon the bad expression, English. But folks, we see it very clearly. The best place for you to be is in the place of trust. The best place for you to be is to be in the caravan of I don't know where I'm going. I don't know when we're going to get there. And I don't know how we're going to get there. And I really don't know why we're going to have to get there, but God said it. And so here we go <laughs> on the journey of faith. And I wish to goodness you could see the expression on Abraham's face when he was going through all that. I believe he had a smile of faith. Maybe he had to smile by faith when the old camel flipped him off. I don't know. Maybe it's when his sandals wore out, he had, he, did, he had to smile by faith. Maybe when his wife kept saying, are we there yet? And his children, he probably had to smile by faith. But I want to tell you something, friend. I believe he was the happiest person on, in that caravan because he was being led and directed and guided by faith. You know, Go, you go on down and you see something else that's not in the uh, outline for a long time, brother, so you probably can't find it. But I see that in verse 13 it says, These all died in faith. That's the passage of faith. 
Folks, that's the only way to die is in faith, in Jesus. Folks, I want to tell you something. We have a promise, a far better place. Amen? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If we're not sold, I told you, I go to prayer place for you, and I go to prayer place for you. I will come again and receive you unto myself. Beautiful description of death, isn't it? Being received by the Lord. And, 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 and you know, he said, and you know the way. And in verse 16, he, or 6 of that same chapter, he says, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. Folks, I believe that. He's not a way. He's the way. Folks, we don't just have Baptist religion around here. we got a relationship with a living God through Jesus Christ, shed blood, death, burial, and resurrection. And folks, I want to tell you something. When I die, I'll be more alive than I've ever been before. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so will you. You die in faith. What a passage. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad that I put my faith and trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this journey that we've begun. I'll, I'll continue tonight if you let me. But Lord, I believe the best is yet to come. And I believe, dear God, that my profession of faith should be that I'm just dwelling in a tabernacle and that I'm just passing through and that I'm not so deep-rooted and deep-seated in this world that I cannot be heavenly good and have heavenly joy, have heavenly peace, have heavenly purpose and even heavenly power by the Holy Ghost to live through these perplexing, wicked times that we live in. God, as the disciples prayed, I want to pray with them. Increase my faith. With every head bowed, every eye closed this morning, how many say, Preacher, the message has got to me? Because a lot of times I live by my feelings. And a lot of times I live by the focus of this world, and the world is crazy right now, how it's always been. And I need to have more faith. I need to have more faith that God is able. That God is always right. And that God will lead me home one day. Because He said it. And that settles it. Whether you believe it or not. But if you believe it, you get in on it and enjoy it. How many say, Preacher, I'm glad I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know that I'm going to a far better country when I die. It'll be an exodus. It'll be being received. It'll be a passageway. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For thou art with me. What a promise. Psalms 23, verse 4. But you say, preacher, I know that this life is just a pilgrimage. It's just a journey. And I know I'm going to heaven when I die. Would you slip your hand up real high for prayer? You know it. You've trusted the Lord as your Savior. Would you slip it up? God bless you, buddy. I'm glad you could raise it with assurance today because you couldn't last week, but now you can. That's wonderful. That's why this church was established 42 years ago to help young men get assurance of their salvation, to get saved. Anyone in here say, Preacher, 
I must admit, I've never put my faith and trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if I die, it's going to be horrible. Because I do believe the Bible. The Bible over 84 times mentions a place called hell. And I don't want to go there. But I want you to pray for me. Would you slip your hand up real high for prayer? Now, religion's not enough. You must be saved. You must be born again by faith in the finished work of the cross of Calvary. Anyone that's not saved this morning? We got anybody here lost that'd like to admit it? Get some help. Just slip your hand up, then back down. Now here's the invitation, the crux of it. <clears throat> How many say, preacher, in these last few months, my faith has been tested. I'll preach on that tonight. The test, no, next Sunday morning. The test of your faith, Genesis 22. Abraham and Isaac. But let me ask you a question. You'd say, preacher, what I need is more faith. And the verses and the promises and the Bible has spoken in my heart this morning. I need to have more faith. And I want you to pray for me. Just slip your hand up real high for prayer. I must raise mine. God bless you. God bless you. God bless. Some of y'all been through some terrible times lately, health-wise, emotionally. All of us have been terrible times in this nation, seeing it fall apart and shake their fist at God. Anybody else say, preach, I need more faith. I believe God's spoken this morning. I'm so happy that he has. I'm so happy he has. It gives me peace knowing I delivered exactly what God told me. Father, in Jesus' name and for your glory, increase our faith. Lord, help us as we leave this place to not live by our feelings, not live by the focus of, on this world, because this world is no place to focus. God, not trying to live by figuring, we're going to figure it all out. We're going to take sides and we're going to figure out which one's right. We'll never do that. God, help us to live by faith. We'll praise you for what you're doing in and through our lives. All for your glory. We pray this. Amen.